Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast, hosted by Kristen Clark. This is a show for kids and families. You are going to meet new people and have fun while you listen. Let's do it! y'all. Welcome to the Collide Kids podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Clark. The Collide Kids podcast is a show for kids and families where we learn together how life and faith collide. I am so glad you're joining us today, and I know you're going to love this show. You know, there's a quote I love by a guy named Mr. Rogers. He said, when I was a boy, I would see scary things in the news. My mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. It's truly amazing to see those people that are willing to do anything to help someone else. Well, you're going to love this conversation I'm about to have with my special guest today. His name is Wilson Costa, and he's a firefighter in Denver, Colorado. Wilson was born in Berkeley, California, and he was raised in the Bay Area and Hawaii. After attending college at the University of Arizona, he moved to Denver, Colorado to pursue his goal of becoming a firefighter. Wilson was blessed enough to achieve that goal and now has been a firefighter and a paramedic for nine years. He currently lives with his wife, Whitney, and his dog, Presley, in the Denver metro area. I really love learning about different kinds of jobs like this, and it was so neat for me to be able to ask a lot of questions and hear some of his amazing stories. So here is my conversation with Wilson Costa. Wilson, thank you so much for being on the show today. You are very welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm really excited to talk to you about your job. I think you have a really cool job. Um, And I think there's a lot of kids out there that are going to want to hear about what you do. Why don't we start with having you introduce yourself? Tell us about who you are and what you do. Okay. My name is Wilson Costa, and I am a firefighter in Denver, Colorado. Very cool. We're going to get into that. I want to hear all about being a firefighter. Before we do that, uh, I like to start out with something fun since this is a, this is a podcast for kids and families. So okay. do you have any jokes or, or some funny impression you want to share with us? Uh, so Kristen, since this is the first time I'm meeting you, I'd like to start off with a classic joke of mine. Uh, what okay. do you call a fat polar bear? A fat polar bear. I don't know. An icebreaker. Hi, my name is Wilson. <laughs> that's perfect for like meeting new people and making friends it's very corny very you know just kind of <laughs> like if you don't laugh at that I I question your sense of humor so yeah then you don't want to be that I person's think it's a friend yeah you just move you on know, I used it when I met my wife one time uh and you know what like I said she's my wife now so I think it's so it works it works it definitely works that's awesome. Well, okay. So tell us about being a firefighter. How did you get started in that? Well, first off, let me say, I truly honestly believe I have the coolest job in the world. Like I love my job. I get to go to work. And when I go to work, I use that word work lightly because I have fun every day I go to work. Like I get to hang out with buddies of mine. I laugh every day I'm at work. Uh, you know, we crack jokes with each other. 
we get to help people, which is obviously the most important thing, but it is such a blessing and an honor to be able to do what I do. And so I'm so thankful that I get to do it, but it is truly, you know, it is truly a calling, I believe, but it is just, I personally think it's the best job in the world. I won the lottery, you know, becoming a fireman. So how it all started. Uh, Well, so ironically enough, I was never that kid when I was younger uh, who wanted to be a fireman. Um, I had a lot of people actually in my immediate family who were firefighters. My grandfather was a fire chief uh, in the Air Force mm-hmm. for about 25 years there in Hawaii. Um, so my mom would always tell me stories about him uh, when she was growing up, how he always had to run off to fires and do all this really cool stuff. And then I have some first and second cousins in the Bay Area who were firefighters in uh, San Jose's fire department there. Um, so I always knew about the fire service, but I never never was that kid who always wanted to go to the firehouse. Yeah. How how I kind of got into it was um, when I was a senior in college, I went to the university of Arizona and Mm -hmm. I was about to graduate and I was getting my degree in history. And I was like, man, what am I going to do with this degree? You know? And so for a while there, I thought I was going to go to law school, but I didn't want to be a lawyer. Really. I wanted to work in the world of sports. Um, I have ADHD and ADD really bad. It's not, a bad thing to have it, but I just, yeah. I'm very hyper. Um, and I knew for me personally, um, the kind of job I would have to have is something, you know, energetic, something where I could be very active, uh, not only, you know, like working out, but just activating my community. And just, I knew that's the kind of job that I wanted to have. Yeah. So my senior year of college, I took an EMT class, you know, to get my EMT certification and the guy teaching it was a firefighter. And just sitting, talking to him, he just talked about the job in like the coolest way. Um, he said he loved going to work. Uh, he loved his job. He loved his buddies at work. He enjoyed everything about it. Mm. Um, he always had a good time. Um, obviously said there were some tough days, unfortunately, you know, because firemen do see some pretty bad stuff sometimes. But he he just thoroughly enjoyed his job and looked forward. he looked forward to going to work every time he went to work. Yeah. How could you not want to have a job like that? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You know, and I had friends who had graduated the year before uh, who were in the finance world or just other jobs who did not like their job. You know, they, they made a great salary and they, uh, it was what they wanted to do, but at the same time, they just didn't like their jobs. And as I started to do ride alongs and just interview other firemen, none of them ever said they hated their job. Not once. Really? And so that, yeah, that really stuck out to me. Like, okay, if I've interviewed like 10 of these guys and they don't know each other and they're just, you know, other firefighters in other departments and they've all said the same thing as far as like, I love my job. I love going to work. There's got to be something there. Yeah. So I just started looking into it more. And the more I researched it and did some ride alongs, I was like, oh, this, this is so much fun. This is so awesome. For ride along, would you just like jump in and follow like ride in the truck with them while they go to these houses or so most most big departments have recruiting a recruiting officer which is like either a captain or a lieutenant who's in charge of recruiting Uh and so if you contact them and say like hey i would like to do i'm interested in becoming a firefighter can i do a ride along a lot of them will let you actually do that oh wow you know like you put your name your phone number in you give them your information they call you Um, but you can ride along with firefighters for a day um, most big, like I said, most big departments have that. So I did that. And That's cool. each time I did it, it just made me want the job more and more and more. 
Um, and then helping people. I'm a big helper. Like I love helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ever since I was a little kid, my mom and dad always told me, even like kindergarten, if I saw a little boy or a little girl crying, I would always run over to that little boy or girl and, and try to help them or fix them or, you know, just like, Hey, what's wrong? How can I help? Yeah. So this, you know, this is just, the writing was on the wall when I was younger. When, when I became a fireman, my parents were like, you know what, that makes a lot of sense. You're, you're going to be really good at that. You know, that's something we can definitely see you doing. Yeah, that's awesome. I, there was one time when I was a kid, um, I passed out. Like I, I think I was, I had a stomach bug or something and I fainted in the middle of a store in the mall. And, um, so I was with my mom scary. <laughs> and so she started, you know, somebody call for help, call for help. And these firefighters were the first ones to arrive and they were in full like fire gear, you know, like the helmet and the coat and everything. And my mom was like, she's not on fire. She just faded. She's so, confused. <laughs> so do you guys go to uh, things like that where you respond to things that are not fire related? All the time, all the time. I'd actually say about 90% of my job, uh, is medical calls. And uh, I'm mm-hmm. also a paramedic as well, just not only a firefighter. Um, so a lot of what we do, um, I always say, you know, when people are like, well, what do you do exactly as a firefighter? I mean, people obviously know we go to fires, but we also go to car accidents, you know, emergency medical situations. Um, but people actually call us literally if they don't know what to do, they always just call us. Really? You know, yeah, this one time, this woman's basement flooded, and she she didn't know where the water was coming from. And she's like, "I have no idea what to do." So she called nine one one and said, "My basement's flooding." We went out there, we shut her water off. But I mean, you know, that's something we also help with. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, we're not plumbers. You know, that's a job for a plumber. But you know, we we we're helpers. Like we that's respond. what we do. We we respond to situations where people don't know what to do, and if they need help, we're more than glad to help them. Yeah. Well, tell us a, a little bit about like your routine. Like what, what's a normal day look like being a, a firefighter? When you, <laughs> I'm chuckling to myself because when you say the word normal, uh, <laughs> one thing that I, I love about my job is there really is like your normal is not my normal. Oh, okay. If that okay. makes sense. So yeah. on a normal day, you know, I get to the station around six, six thirty at the latest relieve the guy who is coming off shift so he can go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I go through the entire fire engine or the fire truck. Uh, we do an inventory every morning. Uh, I check my gear, you know, I check my air pack. Uh, I check all my tools. I check my bunker gear, all that stuff to make sure everything's set the way I want it and all that. Um, and then we usually have a morning meeting uh, with the two crews and the captain talks about, Hey, this is what we have on the docket today. We have to do X, Y, Z. You know, um, a lot of people don't know, we also do fire inspections. So businesses, apartments, living quarters, things of that nature, you know, like they all have to be signed off by the fire department that they're livable and they have fire protection systems that are operating properly. So we do all those inspections and all that. So, I mean, we can get a pretty busy day without ever running a call. Hmm. Um, so we do that morning meeting and then after that morning meeting, we just kind of get to work, you know, he'll lay out, the captain will lay out like, Hey, I need you guys to do this. Uh, I need you guys to do that. Um, we always do, uh, after the morning meeting, we always do our chores. We always have daily chores, you know, scrubbing the bathrooms, cleaning the toilets, mopping the floors, uh, cleaning the kitchen. That's a daily task that we do every shift every day, no matter what. 
Um, if the rigs are dirty, you know, it snows here in Colorado. It just snowed last week. So um, the rigs were like, you know, pretty dirty because the roads were wet. So we'll wash the rig. Um, we go over tool maintenance, making sure everything's clean and tidy and ready to respond to an emergency whenever we need to. Um, so it's a lot of, it's a lot of cleaning and just making sure things are prepared so that when we do get that call, when you do call mm -hmm. 911 and, and we, we have to go to this call, you know, um, that we're ready to go and that we can perform uh, the best that we can top notch levels um, just because, you know, that's what the public has entrusted us to do. Sure. It's um, so one of the things I love about being a fireman is like the public, when, when you see a fireman, you literally trust them with your lives if you don't even know them. Yeah. So that is a huge, huge That's responsibility. True. You know, like you let it, firefighters are invited into people's homes and places of business, you know, at the worst moments of their lives or else they wouldn't be calling 911. Right. Right. So people trust us and we take that trust seriously. Like I take that responsibility seriously. I know all the guys on my crew and, and on the job, like firemen, we take our jobs very seriously in the sense of, you know, you're trusting us to help you when you need help the most. Yeah. So part of that means, you know, we drill, we train every day, uh, we clean our gear every day to make sure everything's ready to go. And uh, we also have fun, you know, guys will have some pranks or, you know, just cracking <laughs> jokes or, you know, it's a long day. So we'd like to have fun too, but um, that's kind of like a normal morning, I should say. And then mm -hmm. um, right around lunchtime or before lunchtime, we'll go to the store and we'll go food shopping. We buy all our own food. The city doesn't provide us with food. We buy all our own food, which is very normal. And then come back, we'll make lunch. After lunch is normally like kind of downtime. And by downtime, I mean, it's not anything organized, but a lot of guys will work out. You know, we got to stay in shape, right? So, you know, every mm -hmm. fire station has a gym. So a lot of guys will work out or they'll train or do something of that nature. And then usually by that time it's over. Um, it's early afternoon. Uh, guys will kind of um, relax for a little bit and then we make dinner and then after dinner it's kind of just like you know just waiting for a call kind of downtime guys will call their wives guys will call family members mm -hmm. check in see how you know see how everybody's doing at home and then we go to bed but just because we go to bed does not mean that we're going to stay asleep <laughs> yeah um, you know we'll get calls throughout the night so whenever we get that call no matter what time it is no matter what day it is, you know, fire department is open 365 days a year, 24 seven. So yeah, no matter what time you call us, we will show up. Yeah. So you get to sleep there. Like how, how long are you at the station? Like 24 so hours? I, yes. So my shifts are 24 hours. So I go into work, uh, usually like six 30 in the morning. And mm -hmm. then the next day, next morning, uh, somebody will come in and relieve me and then I get to go home. Okay. So do you work like every other day? Is that how that works? So I work a Kelly schedule or it's called the Denver schedule, but it's really just a Kelly day schedule. And what that is, is I work 24 hours on. So one day on one full day on, mm -hmm. and then I'll have two full days off. Oh, okay. So you and I are talking tonight. It is uh six 30 my time here on a Tuesday. Uh -huh. So I go to work tomorrow. So I'll go into work tomorrow morning at like six 30. And then I won't get off work till Thursday morning at around seven. Okay. Well, that's cool. So you it get is, a couple of days is. off to rest and to be with your family and things like that. Exactly. It is, it is, I'm telling you, it's the best job. <laughs> um, we, you know, it affords me a lot of free time. 
to do other things I enjoy, but you know, it also affords me the time to recover. Um, yeah. I try to tell people, you know, cause a lot of people ask me like, well, what's it like to work 24 hour shifts? And I actually really enjoy it. But you know, if we are really, really, really busy at night, like the next day I'm a little tired. So like, I'm going to need a little time to recuperate before, you know, I got other things right. to do. So the one thing, you know, I tell people like, if you want to know what it's like, go to bed at your normal time, but have somebody in your household or a friend or your brother or your sister or your mom or your dad set your alarm on your phone or set your alarm in your room to three random times at night, but they're not going to tell you when it is. You don't know when. Yeah. You don't know when, <laughs> but they're going to set the alarm for three different times. And each time you get up within one minute, you have to get fully dressed like shirt, pants, shoes and socks. And then mm -hmm. you got to run downstairs and do a math problem or do some kind of homework <laughs> where you have to focus for 20 minutes and then try to go back to sleep. Wow. So, and do that three times. So yeah, that's what I tell crazy. people. It's like, that's pretty crazy. That would be pretty tough. Now you, I've always seen like all the gear that firefighters have to wear. Tell us about what you have to wear each time you have to get on the truck. So we have our bunker gear, which is like your helmet, your pants, your jacket. Uh, and then you have your air pack, you know, which is that bottle you wear on your back and it's hooked mm -hmm. into a hose line an air hose that goes into your mask and your regulator. So we can go into fires and, um, if we need to be on air for something, you know, say there's a hazardous materials accident or a tanker truck spills up, you know, spills and there's gas everywhere and there's too much fumes and it's dangerous for us to breathe. Mm -hmm. We always have that air pack on our back so we can breathe that. Um, and then you have your helmet, your helmet can be, it's not heavy, but you know, I'd say anywhere from the gear that I'd wear, if we're just only talking fires, we're not talking about EMS calls, you know, mm -hmm. you know medical calls or just car accidents or anything like that. Uh, I'd say it weighs around like 60 pounds, 60 to 80 pounds. Wow. Yeah. That's well, that's why guys, guys got to work out. Guys got to stay in shape because that yeah. stuff is heavy. That's like wearing a kindergartner. <laughs> That is, that's like, you know, if you're in kindergarten or first grade, it's like if you were to jump on your big brother or your big sister's back and they had to like run around with you and like go upstairs and do all these crazy things with you just hanging on their back. Yeah. What's something that you really love about firefighting that nobody would know about? We'll be right back after this. Did you know that family travel has the incredible power to shape our children's worldview and create lasting memories? In a world where representation is often lacking, it's essential for our children to see themselves reflected in every aspect of life, including the stories we tell about travel. Introducing the Travel of Legacy podcast, where we're rewriting the script by celebrating the diverse voices of black and brown family travelers. Each episode of Travel of Legacy is a testament to the enriching power and the joy of exploration in black and brown communities. So journey with us and subscribe now. So this is going to sound kind of weird, but... <laughs> I, it makes sense once I tell you, Okay. it'll make sense once I tell you what it is because of what I do, but I love fire. Seeing fire. I love campfires. I, I just, I like fire. And so if something's on fire, I think it's cool. 
Like, I think it's like, and the fact that I get to, you know, fire, we always tell kids in our um, youth programs is like, fire is not a toy. Fire is a tool. Right. You know, we use fire to heat our houses. We use fire to cook our food. So fire is always a tool. It is not a toy, but I just really enjoy it. I really enjoy my job. Like I yeah. just, I really enjoy helping people. And if people are having bad days, you know, I want to help. And the cool thing about my job is when people are having the worst day of their lives, you know, they've fallen mm -hmm. and they've hurt themselves or a family member is injured in a car crash or just something bad happens. I get to go and try to make their day better, which makes me feel better. Wow. What, um, what is it about your job that you don't like? Is there anything that you don't like? Um, there's a couple things being away from my family sometimes is hard. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, we don't, you know, we don't want to, it's not trying to scare people or anything like that, but we do, we as firefighters and it's not just firefighters, it's police officers, you know, they're really the heroes. And honestly, in my opinion, I love police officers. Um, you know, they, one thing that I don't like about my job sometimes is I, I unfortunately see a lot of sad moments in people's lives. Mm. I see a lot of illness. I see a lot of, uh, unfortunately people dying, um, or people injured or hurt really bad. Um, mm -hmm. I don't like to see people hurt or injured. You know, I like to see people happy, enjoying their lives, you know, but I also know, um, because I, because I like helping people, it's just, you know, that's just the price I'm willing to pay yeah. to help people. Like sometimes, I don't get to see good things. You know, unfortunately I have seen people pass away in front of me, but I've also got to deliver three babies, which is like really? the coolest, craziest thing ever to see. Wow. Like to Are see you? the happiness on the family's faces, like on mom and dad's face, once you deliver their baby. <laughs> and like, it's like, there's no amount of money that could put into words that emotion to see how happy those people are. Once you, you know, once their child is brought into the world. Yeah. Um, do you ever get scared or nervous when you're responding to a fire or to a situation? All the time. All the time. Really? I know some people would be like, oh, I never get scared or oh, I'm never nervous. Like, well, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you I've been in several fires where I was like, whoa, that's really scary. You're like, whoa, that's, that's really intense. Like, I'm nervous, you know, but um, – that's just kind of part of the job. Like you kind of accept that, you know, you're going to go into some dangerous situations. Um, and again, this probably sounds crazy, but I kind of like being scared like that, like that yeah. kind of fear, like that kind of adrenaline rush. Like it, I like it. Um, but yeah, I definitely get scared. I definitely get nervous at times, but you know, we train so much and our training department there uh, at my fire department, they do such a great job of training us and, uh, guys on the crews at the uh, stations, like a lot of guys are really self-motivated to train on their own. So mm. the fire department is full of type A personalities. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> and so there's a lot of really driven people yeah. on that job who take, like I said, you know, the public is trusting us to help those in need when in their most dire moments. So we take that responsibility very, very seriously. So like we train a lot of the time. Yeah. And once you do something long enough and you do enough training, I mean, yes, you can be nervous. Yes, you can be scared. But by anything, just like anything in life, if you practice a lot and work really hard, your training is going to take over and you'll be able to accomplish what you uh, need to do and, you know, accomplish your goal. Yeah. Well, and I think, um, like I interviewed uh, Laura Wilkinson a while back, who is an Olympic diver. 
And I, I asked heard her that, that one. That was a very good, that was a really cool, yeah. cool interview. You and, um, and she talked about like, if you're not scared, if you're not nervous, then something's probably wrong. Like you're probably exactly. not, you're probably not prepared for what you're about to do. So that fear is exactly. actually a good thing because it's helping you to do the, the best of your ability. Yeah. It, and it lets, you know, I had uh, a senior fireman one time tell me we had a really big fire and, you know, during the fire, I was able to do my job. But, you know, afterwards I told him, I was like, man, like I was actually kind of scared when we got there. And he's like, Hey kid, like if you're not scared, then you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Cause like we all, some of all of us get scared or nervous, you know, like, Hey, but you know, like, you know what you're doing. You've been trained well. Uh, this is what you're paid to do and this is what you want to do. So just yeah. do your job and everything will go well. Yeah. That's, that's good yeah. advice. Tell us about, um, like how does your faith in God play into your job? Like how does that affect who you are as a firefighter? Well, I can tell you, I would not be able to do my job if I didn't have faith. Like if I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I would, I would not be able to do my job. Um, and that's me. You know, I can't speak for everybody, but I know for me, mm-hmm. um, just some of the things that we see, some of the things I've had to do or that I've seen uh, doing my job, you know, like I said, on one end of the spectrum, I get to see the best coolest things ever you know like we get to save somebody's life or you know somebody's hurt and we get to help them and they live you know and they come back to the station later and say thank you and you know stuff like that is awesome um but on the other end of the spectrum unfortunately we do see a lot of really bad stuff and i wouldn't be able to do my job if i didn't know that there was a heaven Mm -hmm. and that you know god is in control of all this and that if i even though i don't understand it even though it may not make sense to me. I, my faith is what keeps me grounded in the sense of like, I don't need to understand it. Yeah. I don't need to understand it fully. You know, although I, you know, I might ask myself, well, why did that person get hurt? And that person didn't get hurt or or why did they live? And they didn't live. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't have all those answers. And so my faith has played a big, big part in that of just helping me like, you know what, Wilson, like you're not God, (laughs) you're Mm -hmm. nowhere near God. You're just a man, you're a simple human being, like you don't have all the answers and it's not your job to have all the answers, but you know, your faith is what's going to keep you grounded and strong because you know, he wants good for us in our lives. And, you know, unfortunately seeing, unfortunately some bad things happen, but it doesn't mean that the Lord is bad or he wants bad things to happen to us. Right. Um, But you know, but it's just, my faith is a huge, my faith is a huge, huge part of what I do. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've actually prayed with patients in the back of an ambulance. Really? Um, yeah. Um, you know, we're riding to the hospital, um, you know, things are going well, but you can tell by the look on their face, they're nervous, they're scared. Um, and I, I've definitely like the one thing that comes to mind is, uh, this one cold snowy morning we went, we got a call at like seven in the morning for, uh, um, we got a call at seven in the morning for somebody got burned by coffee. Ooh. So we're like, Oh, that's painful. Okay. So we get there and we're looking around like, okay, who's hurt. And this mom comes running out of the house and she's like, you got to help my baby. You got to help my baby. And we're like, Oh no, it's a little kid. And so we run into the house and this little nine month old baby, um, you know, kids, they, you know, when they start walking, they start leaning on stuff and pulling on right. stuff and stuff like that. Um, and he had stood up, you know, just cause he had learned to walk 
and he had stood up and there was a pot, a cup of coffee on the coffee table. And he had grabbed a cup of coffee thinking, you know, kids, they don't know what it is. He right. had grabbed a cup of coffee and spilled it all over his lap. Oh no. And so, I mean, he had really bad burns on his legs, like really bad burns on his legs. I could tell they were pretty bad. So we immediately got in the ambulance, started heading to the hospital. Uh, obviously the mom was very upset. You know, she's blaming herself. Uh, I can't believe like I let that happen. Like, oh, this has never happened before, you know, and it wasn't her. I mean, it was an honest mistake. Sure. You know, she put the coffee in the middle of the table. The kid just learned how to walk. You know, he reached over and grabbed it. She turned around for one split second. Yeah. It was a complete accident, complete accident. But you Especially know, with toddlers, was, that's all the time they need. It's just a second or two. all <laughs> the time they need, exactly. And so <laughs> she was just very, very upset, very upset yeah. and crying and just like saying sorry to us, saying sorry to the little baby who was also crying, obviously, Aww. you know. And so I just kind of whispered, not really whispered to her, but I was just like, hey, can I pray with you? And she immediately calmed down and looked me in the eye. She's like, would you please pray with me? And so oh. we sat, the, there's three of us in the back, myself, the other firefighter with me, and then the mom and the baby. And we stopped and said a prayer. Mm. And I just prayed. I just said, Lord, please forgive this woman. Let her know that it, you know, she, it was not her fault. Like this was a complete accident. Lord, you know, we lift up this baby into your hands. Please help this child heal, help the family heal, you know, just be with this family, show them the grace and love and mercy that you show us every day. Amen. In fact, and uh, yeah. she said, thank you so much. Like, she's like, I was so all over the place. Like, I really appreciate you doing that. And it was the coolest thing, you know, to use my faith in that sense. You know, I know some people might say it's not politically correct, you know, to, you know, it might be a little unprofessional to pray, but you know, when it comes to God and political correctness and things of that nature, obviously they have their, they have their places, but I, I like to use my faith and my relationship with Jesus is like a positive in my line of work. Sure. Because we, we, we do see so many terrible things. You know, um, I say a prayer every time we go on a DOA or something terrible that has happened. I always, you know, kind of take a little time to myself, walk away and I'll say a quick prayer. Like, mm -hmm. Lord, please be with this family, comfort them, guide them. They're going to go through so much grief. Like just please be with them and comfort them and let them know that you are God and that you love them. That's amazing. So. And I, I know I've been in experiences like that where a stranger has helped me or prayed with me or done something like that. And I still remember it, you know? So I think that yeah. mom is probably yeah. telling a story. And then this firefighter just started praying with me. <laughs> well, you know, it's actually, I mean, it's actually a actual pretty cool story. So about a year later, Mm -hmm. uh, we were at the store shopping for lunch and we had gotten all our groceries and we were getting back into the rig and this woman comes running up to me. She's like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And I was like, Oh, something wrong. What's going on, ma'am? She's like, <laughs> is your name Wilson? And I was like, yes. You know, I had this kind of be bewildered look on my face. Like, I don't recognize this woman at all. Like, am I in trouble or like, what's going yeah. on? And she's like, do you remember me? And I was like, I'm sorry, ma'am, I don't. She's like, do you remember this little boy? And she had, he's now one, one and a half, almost two years old. Mm -hmm. She's like, do you remember him? I was like, no, I don't. She's like, do you remember that little boy who spilled coffee on his legs last winter? And I was like, oh my gosh, I do. She's like, you prayed with us in the back of the ambulance. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she, she said, thank you so much for doing that, like you do not know how much that meant to us. 
that you would do that in like our, our moment of need. Like we know you guys are professionals and like you guys treated us with the utmost medical mm -hmm. care, but she's like, you do not realize how much that prayer helped me calm down, helped mm -hmm. my husband calm down. Like he, like it just helped our family so much. And she's like, I just wanted to thank you and give you a hug for just thank you so much for like praying with us and taking wow. care of me and my son. And to see, you know, we don't always get to see that. Right. Like we, you know, we're, we're there when it happens, we drop them off at the hospital, but we never really get to hear like what happened afterwards, how it right? turned out. You know, yeah. how are they doing? You know, how it turned out. So to see this woman in that parking lot just randomly, and then her son was there and it was just a really cool, cool moment. Like, that's you know, amazing. Forgive me for getting emotional. No, that's uh, there, cool. But it's, it was just, you know, I've got a soft spot, you know, for kids, especially cause you know, sure. kids are, you know, they're just their kids, you know, yeah. And adults are in charge of taking care of kids. And like, anytime kids get hurt, it just, it hits me, you know, not in a good way. Like I hate to see kids hurt, you know? So yeah. the fact that I was able to help that kid, you know, or I should say we were able to help that kid and he was doing just fine. You know, there was no scarring or anything like that. He was just a happy two-year-old. That's amazing. It meant the world to us. Well, are there, so is there like a, a Bible verse or something from um, God's word that you really carry with you as you go through your job? The verse that I always think of as when it comes to my job is uh, Proverbs 3, uh, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. And that has, I've said that to myself so many times, you know, like I said, when there's a bad accident or something really terrible happens and I can't explain it, mm -hmm. I always go back to that Bible verse, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding because I don't understand why this bad thing happened, but the mm -hmm. Lord must know something that I don't because, you know, he's the creator of the universe. He right. knows better than I do. Yeah. So I'm going to trust him because I can't make sense of this horrible thing that happened. Um, but on the inverse of that, like I said, you know, I've delivered, I've helped deliver three kids. That is the craziest, most beautiful, amazing experience that like yeah. one could ever witness. And I can't explain it. So I've just got to trust the Lord. Like, man, he knew exactly what he was doing when he created us and, you know, created yeah. childbirth and all that. Like, it's just so cool. So that Bible verse sticks out in my head all the time. That's amazing. Well, I, I just think this is so incredible. I think this is really comforting to hear that there are people like you in our communities that are, are so well-trained and so excited about their job. I think that's such a good thing to know that, <laughs> that there's people that love what they do. Like I, I consider it actually an honor that I get to do what I get to do. I get paid a salary, which is nice. You know, I'm able to provide for my family mm -hmm. by doing my job. But at the end of the day, I honestly think I, if I won the lottery tonight, I would still go to work and still do my job and they wouldn't have to pay me. I just, I really That's enjoy amazing. helping people. Um, you know, I enjoy the camaraderie of hanging out with all the other firefighters at the station. Um, I enjoy the physical aspect of being able to work with my hands. Yeah. And um, I mean, and what kid doesn't like riding in a fire truck going down the road? I mean, I'm thinking I need to be a firefighter now. You're making it sound so fun. <laughs> you know what? I bet you if you were to go to your local fire station and ask for a tour, those guys would totally give you a tour. Yeah, that's you know? awesome. <laughs> I mean, maybe not right now because of COVID, unfortunately. Well, that's but, true. You know, 
if if the garage doors are open to the apparatus bay and you can see the guys in there, stop by, say hello. I know I love it and we love it at my station when people in the community come by, especially with kids. Like we always love to yeah. have kids at the firehouse and we give tours of the fire engines and the fire trucks and you know, we give them little stickers and stuff. Like that's really cool. That's a really cool part of my job that I get to do. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. I, I've loved learning about your job. And um, so thank you so much for sharing, coming on and sharing about all of this. Well, thank you for having me. Like, I really appreciate it. And I feel again, honored that you would ask me to be on this podcast and like, you know, give you all the information and give you a glimpse into what we do. And thank you for, uh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, before we close out, I always like to ask my guests to give us a memory from when they were a kid. Um, so okay. do you have a memory from when you were growing up? Um, you know, what comes to mind is uh, I was a Boy Scout when I was a little kid. Okay. Um, and part of uh, being a Boy Scout is, you know, you get to go to summer camp, you get to hike and fish and do all this really cool stuff. Um, and I got a really, really cool opportunity uh, in the Boy Scouts when I was 15 or 16. I got to go work at the National Scout Jamboree, which happens. It only happens every four years mm. and you have to apply and, you know, all this other stuff to get in. But I got picked to go work at the National Scout Jamboree. and It was in Fort AP Hill, Virginia. And there were Boy Scouts from all over the country. Mexico, Canada. Uh, wow. There was a contingency from Australia and Europe. Uh, they all flew over here to the United States and it was just a really good time. Uh, we lived in tents. Uh, I thought that was really cool. We stayed in army tents, you know, cause we were on an army base. We got to stay in army tents. We got to eat in the army oh. chow halls. Um, we got to, you know, go hiking and all this other cool stuff. Um, I learned how to shoot a shotgun at this National Scout Jamboree, we got to do mm -hmm. skeet shooting. Um, the president, you know, at the time was George, uh, George W. Bush. Uh, he was going to come give us a speech, but unfortunately the weather was really bad. And so he wasn't able to make it, but we still got to meet the vice president. Um, he cool. came out and talked to us. It was just a really, really cool experience. And, you know, to be 15 years old and away from my mom and dad over the summer for three weeks on my own, you know, I felt, yeah. like, oh man, I was on top of the world. <laughs> That's awesome. So that was a really, really cool experience I got when I was a kid. That's very cool. I love that. Well, again, thank you so much for, first of all, for your service and what you do for your community. Um, and also thank you for being on the show. Not a problem. Like I said before, it's been a pleasure. I feel really honored that you would show interest in what I do and ask questions. And, you know, again, from, I can tell you from, the guys that I work with and most firefighters, you know, we really appreciate the community and we are very glad to do what we do. Like we just like helping people and we, we consider it an honor and a privilege to do what we do. How cool was that? <laughs> I love knowing that there are people like Wilson serving in our communities who are well-trained and love what they do. It just makes me so grateful. Wilson gave us some really great advice today that I think we need to remember. The first one being fire is a tool, not a toy. Let's say that together. Fire is a tool and not a toy. Very good. So let's remember that.
Okay. And I'm sure there's been lots of situations firefighters have to face every day that make them nervous. And Wilson said, yes, you can be nervous or scared, but just like anything in life, if you train or practice a lot and work really hard, your training will take over and you will be able to do what it is you set out to do and accomplish your goal. I think that's great. And I loved when he talked about how important his relationship with God was to him, that he got to pray with people and help people in all different kind of situations. And he didn't have to have all the answers. That was in God's hands. He could just trust in God and know that God was going to help him out. Well, now it's time for the kids only segment. This is the part of the show where you get to be on the podcast. So I'm really excited to introduce you to my friend, Kayla. Hi, my name is Kayla. My favorite verse is, a friend loves at all times, Proverbs seventeen seventeen. Thanks, Kayla. I love that verse too, because it's very short and it's very true. A friend loves at all times, not just sometimes, but all times. Well, if you would like to be on the podcast, I would love to hear from you. If you want to send me your favorite Bible verse or a joke or a quote or something you want to share, just have a grown-up help you go to my podcast website. It's anchor.fm slash collidekidspod. And on that page, there's a place for you to leave me a message. If you need more information about this, you can find all of it on my social media pages. I'm on Facebook at the Collide Kids Podcast or on Instagram at Collide Kids Pod. If you're enjoying this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would share it with your friends and family. Let them know what you love about the show or what your favorite episode was, maybe this one. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that new episodes will automatically load each week into whatever podcast app you're using. And give us a rating and a review on your podcast app. That actually does help other people find out about the show so they can listen too. Well, I am so grateful that you joined us today. I hope you enjoyed getting to learn more about firefighters as much as I did. And if you can, support your local firehouse. Maybe your family or sports team or church group could do something encouraging, like send them cards or make cookies, or just stop by and say hello and tell them thank you for serving in your community. Well, in case no one has told you today, let me be the first to remind you that God loves you so much. Thanks for listening.